Should we should we start off in Spanish? That's the joke. Yeah. Should we know enough Spanish? Start off in Spanish. Hola, Robert. Nah. You're supposed to say hola, Miguel. I, I, shoot, I forgot it was Miguel. Not good. Hola, Robert. Hola, Miguel. Que pasa? Ah, I see, I see. E2. Bien? Ah. Or is that French? No, it's not Spanish. No, you, you were doing so good. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, guys, um, my name is Mike. Howdy, partners. I'm Rob. <laughs> Howdy, Rob. Well, we're about to take you on one of the wildest rides in the wilderness. So, uh, Rob, there might be some people asking sure. why we just had that little exchange in Spanish. Uh-huh. Well, it's because we're about to talk about the only ride in Walt Disney World who has a safety spiel in Spanish before the one in English. You know what I just realized? I actually live with a guy that speaks fluent Spanish, and I probably could have just asked him how to do the entire announcement in Spanish. Yeah, we, we could have done that. But, you know, that would require effort. Uh, it's too late now. Whoops. <laughs> so, anyway, um, in case you haven't figured it out, uh, today we are doing Big Thunder Mountain, the uh, the wildest ride in the wilderness. Yep, and that guy who shouts that at you is the same guy... Who does the voice for Ben Franklin at the American Adventure? Isn't that wild? I mean, what you think about it? Not really, but yeah. Can it, you picture Ben Franklin running a running a train? Honestly, you put a cowboy hat in Ben Franklin and then just think, "Howdy, partners!" It kind of, I you know, kind of fits. I bet you that if Ben Franklin had been around long enough to see cowboys, that he would have gotten an absolute kick out of that. Yeah. He would have been like, hell yeah, we got cowboys in this bitch. Ride the lightning. <laughs> so, yeah, um, Big Thunder Mountain. There is uh, a lot of really cool Disney history with this ride. It is uh, a bit of an interesting one because I think for a lot of people, this is like their, their <clears throat> like, my first coaster, you know, I think for a lot of people. Yes, so much so that I was an embarrassing age when I realized it was a roller coaster. Because in my mind, it was a train, mm. not a roller coaster. I mean, I it definitely has elements of like runaway mine train, like well, it's coasters. literally called runaway mine train. So I'm like, okay, cool. But I didn't know like that was a a theme of roller coaster. In my mind, this was a, a it was a train. I guess I you know what I guess that's entirely fair. Yeah. Whoops. Because like you don't <laughs> see any you don't see any roller coaster tracks, just train tracks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Again, I was an embarrassing age when I clicked in my brain. It's like, wait, Big Thunder Mountain is a roller coaster. Yeah, I mean, well, so uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but Big Thunder Mountain was, was it an original uh, opening day attraction it at Disneyland? It was not. Yeah, I was going to say, nope. they added it in later, right? I'm, I'm glad you brought that up now, because yeah, Disneyland in 1956 added their first ever mine train experience uh, through Rainbow Ridge and 
something. It has a critter better... Is a critter country? No, not quite, but close. Hmm. Uh, like, you do see a lot of critters. So, that <laughs> interesting... That opened up in 1956. Uh, then it was reimagined in 1959 to be longer with more animatronic critters that you pass by. Um, but eventually, that land would be the site that the current Big Thunder Mountain sits on in Disneyland. Which right, okay. opened in 1979 in Disneyland while being simultaneously produced. This was the first time this was happening. Simultaneously produced here to open in 1980. Yeah, correct me if I'm wrong, but it actually, it literally replaced a ride called the Mine Train, right? Yes, yes, which is why yeah. it is a mine train, a runaway yeah. mine train, because it did that. Yeah, a, a mine train attraction that had a working engine in the front not mm. just uh not like not, a coaster well not just ours where it's just decorative mm. yeah because theirs actually had a cast member operating it but it was, it, was, it was electric powered it was electric powered which you know i guess kind of cool at the time um but yeah so the one here now here's here's a crazy part uh let's say walt disney world because we're going to be talking about the disney world one mostly uh walt disney world 1971 opens up, and I want you to think about that half of the theme park. Okay. What would you do in Frontierland? Well, correct me if I'm wrong, wasn't the only thing open Country Bear Jamboree? Country Bear Jamboree and Tom Sawyer Island. I'd, okay, so I remember that they had some issues with Tom Sawyer Island the year that it opened, because there was issues with the boats. They couldn't stop the oh, boats actually, from like, running actually, into each other. Now that I look at this, Tom Sawyer Island was not opened yet. Right. I, so it was just... Yeah. Just Country, Country Bear Jamboree. Jamboree. The the Frontier uh, Shooting Arcade was there. Yeah, the there. Shooting Arcade was there, correct. Uh, back with, okay, they had real pop guns. Yep, yep they actually shot pellets. And every night they had to go in and paint. <laughs> they Can had you... to paint everything. But not only that, like, think of the ricochets. Like, oh my God, who did this? Well, you know, insurance was like a, a billion times less uh, expensive back then. So well, Yeah, insurance didn't exist in nineteen seventy. They're like, right, that, well, well, you know, it's really unfortunate, but if you get hit by a steel ricochet and it takes off a portion of your finger, well, we're not responsible for it. Well, I mean, you're the one shooting it. That's your problem. But <laughs> That's like, your problem. But, like, think of this. Like, Pirates of the Caribbean hadn't opened yet either and wouldn't open for a few more years. Yeah. Because that was never supposed to be there. So on this half of the park, once you get past the Jungle Cruise, what do you do? Uh... Well, so oh no, wait, we're missing the um, the Liberty Bell. Wasn't the Liberty Bell open, or was that like yeah, yeah, uh, the, Liber the Liberty Bell was there, but yeah, that's technically would... a Liberty Square attraction. Okay, I guess that's technically correct, but as it goes around the rivers of America, which is in Frontierland as well. So again, like the blending, yeah, the, yeah, because we don't have a Norland Square like they do in Disneyland. Well, in California. They, they didn't either at a time. They won't remember that, but whatever. So it's it's. So crazy because Big Thunder in both places basically gave you a reason to go to Frontierland. Yeah. Because why would you? Country Bear Jamboree. Which ironically was an e-ticket attraction. It's also a great attraction. Well, after they did some research, they figured out the only reason why it was packed was because it was listed as an e-ticket. Once they took away the ticket system... Yeah, it was not as in high demand. But it's a great, it's a great show. All right, yeah, all right. Shoot, we'll <laughs> talk about it some other time. Yeah, some other time in Yikes. the future. Maybe after the uh, update comes out, because it's uh, down right now. For they're actually making the changes right now. Are they really? Yeah, oh. it's been down for like two weeks. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, that makes me a little. I sad. think they're just doing some testing on it. I don't know if they're implementing the new show yet. I don't feel like they would. 
Yeah, who knows anymore? This place. Yeah. Well. Anyway. Big yeah. Thunder. Big Thunder. Uh, designed by uh, our our king Tony Baxter. Yep. Tony Baxter gave us Star Tours, uh, OG Splash Mountain, OG Rita Figment, and all of Euro Disneyland. Yeah, pretty much. It's uh, Big Thunder is it's it's a it's a good ride. I love Big Thunder. Mm-hmm. I feel like it tends to get slept on a lot when you look at Magic Kingdom's offerings. Because there's now there's the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, there's Space Mountain, Tron is open there now. Yeah, Tron's shiny. I feel like a lot of um, folks are heading towards like the the sort of like newer or like more uh, quote unquote intense experiences. Mm-hmm. Even though like we all know like on Space Mountain you only go like 25 miles an hour. It's just because right. it's dark. It makes it look like it's a lot faster. You're on Big Thunder. You go a whopping 36. Yeah, yeah. like and Big Thunder. I feel like is a really good example of like what a classic Disney themed ride should be like because you're on a runaway mine train and like you're, you're doing your thing and then you like have moments where like you go through a town and it's like, Oh, okay. There's like a whole story here that like, if you're not paying attention, you just won't notice. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it also has gone through a significant amount of changes because of how long it's been open for uh, chief among them, I, uh, if I remember correctly, there was a big push in like 2005 or 2006 when like the Society of Explorers Adventurers was a thing oh, that they were trying to promote. So they, they redid they, the story. They redid the entire story. So now yes. the whole like place is owned by like Barnabas, Barnabas T. T. Bullion. Man, man on the search for the greatest gold reserves this year in the western side of the country who suspiciously looks a lot like tony baxter yeah so weird right yeah a little weird a little weird that's when they changed up the queue too because then the queue yeah, had like queue, all the interactive used elements to be, and that queue used to be so awful it was horrendous i remember uh, going through as a kid as a teenager and i was like jesus this is um like through the zigzags and the worst part is from the second you get to the top of that ramp into the the building you can see the entire line ahead of you mm-hmm. the whole line and guess what that's 45 to an hour of your life. Yep. It's also hot as shit up there for some reason. It was it was always hot. Yeah. I, I made no sense. And now it's less open and better? Yeah. I don't I don't I don't know. I think it's because uh if I remember correctly, they didn't used to have fans in the queue. Uh, that that wasn't a thing. I mean So the fans were a new in, a new invention that they just recently if that's added. That's true. That's that's egregious. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> so yeah, I mean Big Thunder, um, it's sort of the uh, it's sort of the anchor point for Frontierland. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the farthest we, point west. Yes, uh, and before we uh, get into the actual ride itself and like the the queue and the theming and everything else, um, I do think it's important to note that uh, as of the time that we're recording this, they still have not released any details uh, for the quote unquote Beyond, Beyond Big, Big Thunder, Thunder. Pro, uh, project yet. Yeah, um, no one's really sure what. That is, I have a couple of thoughts. I think, I from what I've heard from my sources that work for um, the Imagineering team, there is a pretty significant suggestion that they're going to be retheming a major part of Frontierland to like our version of a New Orleans Square in time for them to reopen it for Tiana's Bayou Adventure. Yeah, we'll see. Um, so what I suspect is going to happen is that they're going to take the remaining back end portion of the Splash Mountain queue and Big Thunder and turn that into a like a new Frontierland, kind of like when they opened up a new Fantasyland in 2014. 
uh, around that 13, oh, 14. Oh, officially done in 14. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I have a suspicion that that's what they're going to do because it kind of makes sense if you think about it. Like Frontierland, they're making all these new changes to it. And while New Orleans, like while Tiana's Bioadventure could absolutely still fit in with the theming of a Frontierland area, it doesn't match it 100%. You know, I mean, Frontierland's been—it's been a joke since 1989. Just no one wanted to admit that, right? So I feel like it's good that they're finally kind of looking at it and being like, "Oh, like we can we can make changes here. Like we can make adjustments to this." And who knows? You know, we might get new stuff added to like the Liberty Bell track. We might get new stuff added in behind Big Thunder. There might be just an extension of Big Thunder, which admittedly would yep. be incredible. Would be, yeah, because yeah. there is a backside of Big Thunder, and you know that if you take the train. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we're, we're recording this before any of that information has come out, and whether or not they're even going to ever release anything of it, because, you know, this is yeah, Disney, Disney, and they don't know how to compete change. with the fact that their neighbor down the road is building a brand new theme park that's literally so large that they're buying infrastructure contracts with the government to make it happen, so... Yep, yep, yep. yep. <laughs> but, uh, anyway, what's that? Did I say the quiet part out loud? That's so crazy. That's so anyway. Crazy. Anyway. Yeah, what they've already announced with the... Well, announced the loose term. What they already said with the big... Beyond Big Thunder project, one of those items has already been moved over to Animal Kingdom, so it probably will not be coming there. So who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Anything? So at yep. this point, it's it's all up in the air. But, but let's focus on Big the Thunder. Ride. Yeah. So Big Thunder, um, really great coaster. Opened up in 1979. Designed at Disneyland. At Disneyland, designed by Tony Baxter. Um, they originally, if I remember correctly, um, actually intended it for be. A, to, for it to be a direct expansion of the Magic Kingdom, not Disneyland, but they intended it to be a, a ride that was based at the Magic Kingdom, and then they eventually decided on making the existing track that they had at Disneyland, converting over into something else, and then building it from scratch for here in Orlando. Yeah, so that's the fun part about this, is no one's 100% sure, because stories conflict, of wh- what's the origin for this? Like, where was it supposed to go initially? Was it supposed to be a direct replacement for the uh, Rainbow Ridge Mines? And what really comes down to is there was a project, because we weren't supposed to get Pirates of the Caribbean at the Magic Kingdom. That was not supposed to happen. It was never going to happen. Instead, we were going to get a Western River adventure Mm -hmm. that went through rocks of like Utah and Arizona and had cowboys and people on the range and things like that. But since that project was taking so long to develop, uh, and it wasn't going to be ready in time for Magic Kingdom. It was put on the back burner. And then after Magic Kingdom opened, everybody asked, where's Pirates? And Disney's like, what do you mean? The Caribbean's right there. You don't need Pirates. <laughs> and they're like, no, no, no. We come to Magic Kingdom expecting there to be a Pirates of the Caribbean ride. And it's like, well, throw, throw out the river adventure. We're going to do Pirates instead. Mm-hmm. And what Tony Baxter was doing was taking those old concepts of the river adventure but needed to give more thrill, more thrill to these parks. And that's where the idea of a Western roller coaster came around. And he didn't incorporate the mine train idea until he took it as an inspiration of Rainbow Ridge. So here's where all the stories muddle. Was Big Thunder designed to replace Rainbow Ridge, or was it inspired by Rainbow Ridge to be an original attraction at the Magic Kingdom that also replaced Rainbow Ridge. That's, I think it's a mixture of both, to it, be honest with you. That's what it comes... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think it, it, it's... P- 
peanut butter and chocolate. It's like both were happening simultaneously. We right. got Reese's out of it. Well, one of the other issues, too, is that um, when I was doing research for this, they also ran into a pretty significant problem. They ran into two pretty big, pretty big problems for Big Thunder as well. So one... Uh, this was the first coaster at Disney to actually use computer design as part of its construction. Right. Because um, Space Mountain just uses computer as its, um, its uh, launches and yeah. systems. It, it wasn't designed by a computer. Yeah. yeah. So Big Thunder was the first one where they were literally like, oh, hey, computers are powerful enough where we can like use this to like map out what it should look like. And if I remember correctly, that was actually a big problem for Imagineers because they couldn't figure out what they wanted to do with it. Like, they knew that they wanted... Like, wait, when they finally got the green light to make something, they, they were literally they looking at it, make. and they're like, oh, shit, what do we what do? We do? Um, and then, of course, we ran into another big issue down here, which was, at least here in the Magic Kingdom, here in Orlando, um, they were funneling, like, 90% of the Imagineering budget towards Space Mountain, which was set to open up in 75. 75 yeah. So when, uh, pretty famously with Space Mountain, when they were about six months away from opening it, they, like, basically all the Imagineering staff was like, this ride doesn't work. Like, it just doesn't work, and we don't know what's going wrong with it. Like, <laughs> and keep in mind, this is the Disney of the 70s and 80s, where, like, they actually stayed to time frames that they <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we told people seventy-five. Right. We can't change it. We've already printed the pamphlets. Right. So it's not like modern Disney, you know, where they they say something's going to happen and then it, it kind of just happens on Disney time and happens when it you know is supposed to go coming but, vaguely in the twenty thirties. Right. Ooh. Right. So they were really kind of struggling to get Space Mountain on its feet. So eventually, this project again stalled for a second time because. The Imagineers that were assigned to it, like, didn't know what they wanted to do because they were using this new technology. And then, like, literally everyone else in the department was like, okay, all hands on deck. Let's fucking fix Space Mountain. Like, we don't know what's wrong with it. So that was, like, a, a big issue that it faced. Yeah, and then Disneyland ended up getting a, a lesser version of the Space Mountain here, which also put their plans on the back burner mm -hmm. over there. So it's it's amazing how intertwined all these things are and that's before we even talk about epcot yeah because <laughs> keep in mind too that like this is the this is the late 70s so like uh when did they break ground for epcot was it 77 oh, that that i couldn't give you a specific date for but that sounds correct i think it was 77 or 78 because they they had the idea that they wanted to have the park built in time for uh there was a there was a specific reason that they wanted it to open in eighty two, and I don't remember what it was. Hmm. Um, I, I'd have to I'd have to yep, tell you. look Moving at on. it again. Yeah. But there's a specific re. Oh, I think it was because it was the like it was it was the fifteen year anniversary or the mm. or the. It would have been the eleventh anniversary of. No, no, World. there was um. There was something specifically about it where they All wanted right. to open it in eighty two. I'm I'm blanking on the reason why. Okay. But regardless, um. Yeah, so they uh, they broke ground on Epcot in probably 77 or 78, and they started building that. And at the same time, they're like, okay, we still have this project that you know we can work on over in Magic Kingdom. So they finally started to build Big Thunder uh, Mountain in 78 here in Orlando. So the one that we got here didn't open until 1980. Yeah. And 
it was uh, pretty much an immediate success. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure, if I remember correctly, that it was uh, when I was again when I was doing the research on this one. They said uh, it, it it knocked the attendance at Country Bear down by like seventy eight percent for like the first six months that it was open, Sheesh. which I think has kind of pretty much just stayed down for you know the last stay the last down. forty years. Stay on the ground. <laughs> stay on the so, ground. Um, but Big Thunder, just like uh, Space and Splash, was such a huge immediate success that they then turned around and basically decided to replicated at every single park that's been built since then. Yeah. Um, with the exception of Disneyland Shanghai, which I think doesn't have a no. big thunder. They've got something different for they, their Western themed prob- area. I assume they don't. Yeah, yeah. They've got something different for their area. Um, but yeah. And then, you know, obviously we've got uh, big thunder mountain. Uh, when it first opened up the, whole concept of it was that it was uh, it was a it was a runaway mine train ride yep. um and you were getting on the ride itself which was named big thunder mountain but it was also named after the fictional train line that existed on the ride which was called the big thunder mountain railroad line gotcha so i i hope that's not too confusing not yet <laughs> so um but it was so called uh Big Thunder, because um, pretty famously in the very first uh, lift hill, you go through this cavern, which is explicitly designed to echo um, to an almost ear-splitting degree. As an adult, uh, I genuinely do not think I have ever gone through that room without clamping my hands down over my ears, because it is excessive. I I remember as a kid not liking it, especially when the train has that in-between cart clack. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Um... But no, as an adult, I, th- I think I've damaged my hearing. Right. So. Which again, like, but like thematically, hell yeah! Like this is awesome. Like this is yeah. great. But it's literally just like this is, um, you know, not ideal. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, Big Thunder. Uh, when you approach it, there's you know, there's the geysers off to the right hand side. Like it fits in with the overall theme of Frontierland. Um, yep, designed the, to look like it's from, uh, was it Monument Valley from Arizona? Monument Valley, yeah, yeah. From I think specifically what they were aiming for was Utah. Got it. Um, and one thing that is pretty interesting is that the version that we have here in Orlando is actually mirrored from the one that's in Disneyland. Yeah, the track is. The actual uh, set pieces, not so much. Because when I went to Disneyland, that was the piece of trivia I had in my brain. I was like, well, I, I hear it's mirrored. And you go on it, and yeah, the track moves the same, but what you're passing through and by is not. And that was a bit of a, oh, moment. Yeah. Yeah. But it's largely the same. Um, Yeah, even their, uh, what's it called? Their load-unload is way different from ours. Theirs is outside. I mean, ours is And they have to, they have to walk upstairs. I was going to say, ours is technically outside. No, ours is covered. It's It's below. Well, like if it if it rains, yeah. you wouldn't know <laughs> until people come in raining or people come in all wet. That's go, true. Oh, yeah. Oh, where they come from? It um you know, Big Thunder is uh, the loading area is very small. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's very small. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's not vast. And you get sent um, all the way down to the end because obviously back row is best row. Yeah. When you get sent all the way down to the end, and there's literally just like a little nub that you can stand in, and you're just like, oh, this yeah. is. 
13 um, stand there, 12 stand there. Yep. Where you want us to go? Nowhere yeah, yet. Right here. Nowhere for this, you is to go. this is where you but, go. Right here. Yep. Uh, yeah, that's true. The back car is the best car. We all we know this. Yeah. Um, so then the uh, the ride itself. Well, let's see. We got. Let's go through the queue. Lulu. Oh yeah, go through the queue. Yeah. So because again. when this opened up, it's got a left side and a right side mm -hmm. at the entrance, which we use now for uh, my Disney or Lightning Lane. We use that for Lightning Lane now. Yes. Only Fast Pass. But back in the day, it was a handicap line and mm -hmm. a non-handicap line. But here's the thing. The handicap line wasn't shorter. It was the same length. It was just you picked it up from the beginning so you didn't have to go up the steps. Yep. So notice that next time you go up, one side, the normal line, has steps, and the lightning lane doesn't. Mm -hmm. It's all one ramp. So you pick which one you wanted at the front, and that was basically which train car you'd be in already. So you've already picked which train car you're going to be in, but the lines are the exact same length. You just don't know that. And the crazy thing is, once you out to the front, like we were saying earlier, the line hadn't been changed yet. So it was just vast people going back and forth. Yeah. And you went, fuck, I don't know which line's which. <laughs> I just know I'm going to be here for a long time. And it was hot and it was miserable. And then they introduced Fast Pass. And when that happened, all right, now the whole thing is one big line. And it's like, great. And now we got to the point in the late, uh, like maybe 2008, 2009, somewhere around there, where they Disney had this thing where they wanted to change up some of their bigger queues, like Space Mountain and so forth, where it was, okay, people are waiting in line a long time. Let's distract them. Let's give them distracted waits. Let's give them interactive queues. Yes. So first thing for this, uh, and the queue is the exact same now as it was when it opened in 2008 or nine. I forget. But you go up and you make the left and you do one quick zigzag and you have the stack of gold bars. And it, if it works, you're, if you touch the gold bars in the right spot, the yeah. whole thing glitters. Make the whole thing shimmer, as they say. And there's, there's your first interactive cue element. And also there's things you can read on the wall. And you go mm -hmm. around the corner. You're still reading. And in that, that far corner, there used to be, for all of, I think, one year tops, a portrait of Barnabas T. Bullion. Yeah. Which was vandalized because it was in within arm reach of guests. And it's what guests do. Guests don't like things. They, they ruin them with Sharpies and so forth. So the portrait was taken out and wasn't re-added or put anywhere else. It's just gone. And it's funny because it was this time in Disney Parks history where they wanted to include more of the Society of Explorers mm -hmm. and Adventurers. And these portraits were popping up in other attractions. And Big Thunder got one and then got it removed. Yep. <laughs> and it's just kind of funny to think about. And see, from there we go. Oh, from there we go around to the uh, the dynamite where we can charge our dynamites. If it works. If it, if, yeah, if it works. A uh, lot of a lot of this queue is, um, yeah, not if it maintained. Works. Yeah. yeah, not maintained anymore. At this point, it exists so you don't see the people ahead of you, which is a blessing. Yeah. So we get the dynamite bits that you can set off towards the uh, the final exit stretch for the the mine cars and then from there we go to that the far room and the far room has the things we spin 
that make images, which that is kind of neat. Images, and they, I think it plays a recognizable tune, too, if you get them all spinning. I, I forget what it is. so, yeah. yeah. It's, it's been ages since I've actually managed to convince everyone to do it. And, and again, I, if I it works. I don't want to do it. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And if it works, if it works. <laughs> and then from around there, we have another if it works, because now we have the Canaries. Where yeah, which you, they rarely, yeah. rarely ever cooperate. Funny thing is, when I was last there, they were all doing it. And I was like, whoa, I haven't seen the Canaries do stuff since the before times. Yeah, and then if you're real little, you can look through the... They have view holes that are like maybe three or four feet off the ground. You can look through those and like see, see down the, the mine shafts. And yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, and those were all interactive cue elements that were added and went to the retelling of the story of Big Thunder Mountain. Yeah, lots of cool little set dressings too. Mm-hmm. Um, like there's a map on the wall that shows you how deep the yeah, caverns or, are. Yeah, um, or they've got, they've got a tag listing that shows you like how much gold is in each tunnel that they've dug. Yeah. That's why like Big Thunder is the most important one because it's like the jackpot, like it's the mother load. Yep. So... Yep. It's and, just, ah, oh, it's just, it's cool. They, uh, oh yeah. And then they got, uh, you know, they got some macabre stuff too. Like they got a funeral services one or, uh, oh, yeah, if you want to pay for services yeah, or, yeah. uh, or take a, take a trip from New York to San Francisco for only $5. Like, you know, Whoa, get this, get this. They say $5 is a steal <laughs> and it would take only three days. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, this is early railroad. So, oh, so probably, probably like, takes you like, a like a week and a yeah. half. Yeah. We can go from New York to San Francisco in as little as nine days. <laughs> wow. Anyway. Uh, but yeah. And then the storyline kind of gets muddled here where is it cursed native ground? Is it earthquakes? Um, is it, I don't know anymore. Well, Was it, there a yeah. flood it doesn't, okay. that receded? It's, yeah, so it doesn't, this is where it doesn't it kinda, help yeah. that they made all the adjustments to the queue and added in all this new stuff. Mm-hmm but then didn't actually change anything about the original setup for the ride. So right. the original setup for the ride actually does have a storyline. A lot of folks don't know it because you blow through the scene where it happens so quickly. Sure. But basically there is a town called Tumbleweed Yep. Um, that you go through on this attraction, and Tumbleweed is completely flooded. Um, and the reason it's completely flooded is because there is an inventor who lives in the town who has a weather machine that has gone completely out of control. Um, As they tend to do. Yeah. Now, keep in mind, you know, this was the 70s. This was before Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs came out. But the basic idea is still the same. You know, just replace the meatballs and spaghetti with... Uh, uh, rain. Rain. <laughs> I follow. And thunder and lightning. And, yeah, so, like, there's that whole segment where you go through... The town flash. The town, flash. yeah. And it's, like, there's a lot of, like, really cool little animatronics in there. There's, like... Some some like animals and people like floating around yeah, on like umbrellas and stuff. Yeah. And yeah, it's 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 a cute little thing, but you do zip right past it, right through it. And yeah. again, the queue when they did that remake did basically nothing to connect those two disparate stories together. So they kind of just both exist in the same setup. So we have that going. We have something about are the trains cursed? to run themselves or it's a lot of, a lot of different it, kind of like the haunted mansion where like stories after stories after stories are just being layered on this. Right. And now we don't know what is the story anymore, but it's eh, whatever. Spooky it, train. Spooky train. Ooh. Yeah. Cause I know the, the big thunder at uh, Paris directly ties into their, uh, 
Mystic or what do they call it? Mystic Manor. It is Mystic Manor over there. They're yeah. haunted mansion. Yeah. Or They're... Phantom Manor. Phantom Manor. I, I mean, I'm, sounds... the, I'm the only one of us that's done it. I'm pretty sure it's Phantom Manor. You're right. That that sounds yeah. more like it. But yeah, yeah, so like those two directly tie into each other, so it would make more sense here. Here again, that's just it's caught up in its own stories. And at the end of the day, put me on the train. Yes. So. So we now we're on the train. Yeah. Well, now <laughs> now we meet up with our privileged Lightning Lane people, and we merge together. And now we can choose choose thy fate, as they say. Yes. Go left or you go right. And you go ultimately, left or you go it literally right. doesn't matter. But but you have to choose because that pole hurts. Yeah, you, that's uh, that's something I I can I can agree to. That pole is not going anywhere. Yeah, you do eventually have to, to kind of make a decision as to where you want to go. Yep, and don't wait for your friends because your friends will not help you. Just pick a side. <laughs> and if they get mad at you, just just look off into the distance. Anyway, so yeah, then we go down our ramps, and then we get to the person, and they say they say, "Hey, row four." You go, "Actually, can I go to the back?" And then they give you like, a, "Oh, there's no room to put you back there, but fine. Yeah, just just wait." And yeah, we get loaded into our cars. I think this is uh, what fifteen rows. Yeah, fifth. Uh, no, uh, five cars. Third. Oh, hang on. Twelve. Is it two per car or three per two car? Two per car. Well, you could potentially fit three, depending on no, how I meant big. Like rows. How many rows are in a car? Two. Two cars. I think it's twelve. I thought it was three. I might be all the way wrong. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Go into your cars, and you don't want the first one because there's a giant train in front of you. Yes, yeah, so you and can't it's see. Stupid anything. anyway. If you li- if you like going over hills and dangling for seconds because the rest of the train isn't over the hill yet, yeah. you will love the first car. <laughs> yeah, like despite the fact that like the the train can move pretty briskly, you literally have moments if you're in like the front half of the ride vehicle, you literally just have moments. <laughs> Sorry, the dog there's is There's a dog in there's the a studio dog in who he's, is having a time. Yeah, he's he's so cute. Um yeah, no, despite despite the fact that the the train can pick up a pretty brisk amount of speed, if you're in like the front half of the ride vehicle, you're literally going to spend any lift hill just kind of dangling on the other end of it until the rest until, of the ride yeah. actually, actually gets comes there. across to push you over. Yeah. So if you're in the back, like the train will pull you over the hill before you get there, which but, is great. Yeah, which is great. You get all those G forces. G G forces. forces. <laughs> yeah. So that's all fun and dandy. So we have, oh, I forgot to say. Yeah, so you have your, you already picked your left and the right because the train loads on both sides, the left and the right. Mm-hmm. How can they do this and share a track? This is something that didn't make sense to Kid Me. Yeah. It's, kid they, Me they didn't think switcher. this was a roller coaster. Yeah. And he wondered how you get two trains on one track. Yep, they got a, they got a whole track switcher that's just built into the front of the ride. Yep. Which, if I remember correctly, um, actually was kind of a big deal in the 80s because... This might be the first uh, one to do it. I don't. I don't think it was the first. I think there was. Uh, I think there was a ride at uh, first Efteling. Disney, first Disney one. I think. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say. So I'm pretty sure there was a ride at Efteling that had it before this. Now um, we see it all the time. Tron does this. Yeah, Mummy does it. Guardians of the Galaxy does this. Yeah. Mummy. Yeah. Uh, Gringotts. <laughs> a lot of Gringotts. Universal rides. Yeah, yeah. Universal's doing it too. But it's great for throughput, which I suspect is part of the reason why they designed oh, it yeah. that way. This way, you load two people at, or two sides at once. Right. Or well, you load in theory one and a half. Yeah. Yeah. You take instead of using the whole time to load two rides, now you're using half the time to load one ride. Yeah. Yeah. Part of the reason why this ride had those computer design aspects in it because they literally had to be able to calculate like, oh, what will it take to run this ride at maximum efficiency if we have 
vehicles loading in on left and right sides of the track, and how do we get the system to know to use the left and right hand side of the track? Yeah. So a lot of fun problems they had to figure. Yeah, out. Yeah, a lot of lot of cool little engineering tidbits that they kind of had to work on, and then they also, uh, you know, because Disney World was so much bigger than Disneyland, they or Magic Kingdom, they they literally just had this ability to work with a lot more space. So uh, the the actual like the track layout and the queue and everything else that they have to work with here in the Magic Kingdom is about twenty five percent larger than what it was over in Disneyland. Yeah, you got the so, size. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the blessing of size. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. so it's where we get our spiels in the loading area too. We get the uh, the Spanish spiel that yeah. turns into the Howdy Partners for, <laughs> for your, your safety. safety. <laughs> Uh, Please keep all hands, arms, feet, and legs inside, inside the vehicle. The vehicle. Oh, and, and be you sure got to any, watch your kids. <laughs> any of you got any hat or glasses, best remove them. Because this here's the wildest <laughs> ride in the wilderness. There you go. Uh, great, great. Great job. Amazing. Uh, you pull down the lap bar. They're going to want to do a lap bar check. Yep. You if you're a, little... a big boy like me, it kind of just goes down not, like not two much inches. Of a check. Yeah. But to be honest with you, I mean, it's not like you're... You're not going anywhere. Yeah. and it's, you got a little pouch no. in front of you for your... Uh, I mean, it's not as bad. So Rob and I once had an experience on Splash Mountain. Mm-hmm. Um, I am much bigger than Rob. Happens. Um, so Rob and I were in the same row on Splash Mountain once, and the uh, bar just straight up um, did not go down. I mean, it went down when we left the station, and the yep. second we left the station, it was like, cool, nobody's watching me? Yep. Back up. Right up. Huh. I mean, we literally rode Splash Mountain without a lap bar on at all. There's a there's a photo of it floating around somewhere of the two of us literally just like in the back seat just like kind of just gripping on for dear life because yeah. you know well yeah I suppose this is it I don't need to come all the way out of my seat right yeah so, so yep. yeah that was a that was a little fun um, but yeah we got our our trains with their their names too I forgot their names there's oh, six geez. names yeah it's, it's how funny. many can you do there's six of them I don't um, think I can get all six I don't think I know any of them right, actually so there's you be bold. Okay. And there's you are daring. Okay. I think there's another you are. All right. Well, you've uh, got four more to go. You're right. Uh, one of them starts with an I. I am brave. Oh, uh, yes. Okay. I uh, do know that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am brave. Shoot. There, there's two more. One of them's all right. Anyway, so they all have fun names like that. Two two little letters and then an adjective, I guess. Yeah. Right. So there, there's your trains. All right. All right, let's go. Yeah, so you go into that um, that first room. Um, you get all the, the clickety and clacky, the big loud noises. And the bats. And, the bats. And the bats yeah. Lots of bats. Fun fact uh-huh. about this uh, room, the, uh, about this room and this uh, recording, they actually, uh, Disney sound engineers worked with um, Lucasfilm and ILM yeah. to record portions of this room for usage for a... Temple of Doom? Uh, yeah, for Temple of Doom, for the minecart scene, for the 1984 film. Huh. Yeah, it all comes from this room right here. I mean, yeah, that's pretty good. Timeline's right there. Yeah. So um, there's your fun little fact for the day. They uh, That was something that they actively worked on adding in there, so that was kind of kind of cool, a little cool little uh, aspect of cool. it. It is cool. Yeah. little movie. So we got that. We got yeah. Okay. You right, go up so your uh, your first lift hill. We've um, got the cavern to our right, and it looks massive. Yeah. As a kid, uh, it used to have a Coke bottle in there for a yes. long time. Uh, that Coke bottle was in there for years, actually. Yeah. yeah. 
I was shocked how long that Coke bottle was yeah. there. I wanted to add a Coke bottle. My mother would not let me. Yeah, so. I sh- shouldn't do that. Well, I mean, it's like Everest. Once one hair tie goes, they all go. Right. So, I mean, <laughs> once one $5 Coke bottle gets launched, why can't the rest? Right. Just just spread it out, man. Yeah. That's what you got to do. Yeah. And then yeah, you get to the top of the hill, though, and then there's an effect that works half the time. And that's the waterfall. Yes. So sometimes the uh, water actually comes down properly and is spraying out on both sides. You might get a little bit dripped on. Yeah, a little um, mist. But most of the time, I'd say probably around 70% of the time, it's just not... It's just not on. It's just not on. That's sad. Yeah. I mean, I don't think they really know whether or not it's something that they actually want to run properly or not. Sure, it costs money. I'm sure it does, but like, how how much could it really cost? I mean, the pumps are already built into the park, man. Yeah, it's water, though. Water you ain't know? free. That's that's what I learned as a kid. Water ain't free. I mean, well, you, you figure, right? You figure of all the parks that they'd want to put the most effort into maintaining, that Magic Kingdom would be the one, and they just don't. <laughs> all right, fair. Yeah. All right, let's go. Actual ride time. Yeah, let's have so, some thrills. Uh, let's not lots of water. Lots of twists and turns. Um, yeah, I think after the second lift hill is when you go through the ride, uh, through the town of Tumbleweed. Um, um, well, no, you go through it first to get to the second lift hill. So like, Oh, possums, right, because you go around that corner. You go around the corner. You got the possums yeah. hanging off the tree. Yep. Possums. Bunch of people in a bathtub. Bunch of people in a bathtub. There's, uh, there's pigs over there. The, uh, this one is this part when you go through tumbleweed is still one of my favorite parts on the ride because uh, not a lot of via, not a lot of rides actually do this but like the track itself is mm-hmm. laid out where like it kind of like wobbles back yeah. and forth yep while also moving forward which is just like one a really unique design but also like kind of it's an interesting it, sensation for well yeah because it's it's so it's actually meant I found this out later when I was looking this up, but like it's meant to emulate what it would feel like if, if water it... was moving the track underneath you. Makes sense. Uh, which is just really cool. Like just conceptually, that's just a really cool yeah. idea. Because later on we have another track uh, issue that's meant to simulate a hurricane or an earthquake. Yeah. Yeah. When so. it just like kind of wobbles wow. very back slowly and back yeah. and forth. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get to that. So um, yeah, you yes. go up the second lift hill, you can stare at the goat. Yeah. Well, the second lift hill is great because you got a boy. picturesque photo of the mountain itself. Yes. Just right next to it. You're like, Super oh man, nice. look at this. And then, yep, from the top of the hill, you can see our goat friend just on top of the next peak. Just looking right at you. Yeah, I mean, in Disneyland, people are like, well, our goat's closer. And if you look at our goat, you can get whiplash. And it's like, you can do that to our goat too. You just yeah. gotta be in the back, guys. It's not that hard. Yeah. Um, so yeah, view yeah. the mountain. You yeah, go around the corner. Goat who, who doesn't eat dynamite? This goat is. A, yeah, this goat's not a dynamite guy. There's uh, some more twists and turns. Yeah, you go over the track uh, at one point. So yeah. if if the track is running, if everything's running smoothly, you get another train going under you as you're going over it, which is a cool little. Uh, yeah, very thing. cool considering. So like, the overall footprint of this coaster isn't actually all that big. So it's really kind of impressive that they managed to squeeze as much as they could into it, um, considering that like it essentially loops over itself like several times. Mm-hmm. That's why computers so, were so important with this. Now yeah. they didn't have to do the math to figure out when things would pass by or when things would need to be launched. Now the computer's just doing it for them. Yeah, just very, very cool. Uh, um, I, think, I think this is the portion that also has like uh, the part that goes around in a corkscrew fashion where it spirals down, does a downward spiral. Mm-hmm. 
and maybe even the uh, uh, quick side to side wobble before the drop. I think it's in this part. Yeah, they have they have so there's like a series of like pseudo bunny hops mm-hmm. where like there's one drop and then there's like another one right after it. Yeah, the first drop isn't like anything. Oh, it's it's, it's, it's just a uh, woo. The second one's like an actual drop though, yeah. which is nice. Yeah, especially if you're in the back. I think it's at this part. It might be in the first part. I don't know. It all blends in because it's just it's just lots of fun. So we do all that, and then we get to the then we get to the part of the the ride where it's it's this is the climax, folks. Now we have a third lift hill. What mm-hmm. a third lift hill! This is going to be important. So we got the track has been ruined by earthquakes. We have rocks tumbling sometimes. Rocks tumbling. You hear and noises. You hear noises. Oh, we better get out of this oh. before it all collapses. Ooh. And then we get over the third lift hill and. Okay. Yeah, you go down like and now we're one just... little hill. There's a part where you uh, you hit like a pretty steep banked turn coming out yeah. right next oh, to where the geysers are. This uh, that this is a fun spot. Uh, we were talking about the goat earlier. This is another good spot to where if you want to experience some lateral forces real quick, um, just take a just take your hand off the rail in front of you and just start waving at the people standing at the geyser. Just wave, yeah. and then just keep waving through the turn, and you will be thrown to your left side. Yep, it's it's fun. And uh, yeah, then we pass by dinosaur bones. Cool, cool dinosaur bones. This is also the section where if the dynamite in the, in the line, queue is yeah. working, this is where it gets blown up. Yep. So you can get splashed with water and stuff if it's working properly. Yeah. But you go through the dinosaur's ribcage, which is really cool. Sure. And then uh, you uh, get to the end. There we go. The ride's that's, basically that's over. Then you're going to go either the left station or the right station. You might be at a different station. But keep in mind, you will slam on the brakes before your car gets oh, to God, a spot that yes. you're supposed to exit. And I, I say this every time. I just go, brakes. And then half half the people don't hear me anyway. It doesn't matter. Like It's one of those things where like even if you're prepped for it, it still takes you it's by rough. surprise. Like yeah. It's not... It's not like a an enjoyable experience. Like say if you're in row six, the brakes will slam on row nine, and then it'll creep to row six. And yeah, it's like oh, now get out and don't forget your belongings. Right, <laughs> and then you just you just hear the crazy prospector going off again. <laughs> oh, it is Parasusa Guruda. That's how it starts. I just realized that. Yeah, yeah. He's like oh, Parasusa Guruda. Yeah, that's how it starts. So there is no manos brazos pies y piernas. Right, but there's no like. Crazy fun way to say hello or yeah. howdy. He just says "Parasusa Gurudan." It's like, all right, and then howdy, partners. Howdy, partners. <laughs> yeah. So there we go. That's Big Thunder in a nutshell. Um, yeah, I mean, I Big Thunder's a great ride, man. I love Big Thunder. It's been around at every theme park that Disney's opened. I think again, except for Shanghai, probably. Um, it's every, just every Magic Kingdom park. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a ton of fun. Yeah, great ride. Any other tidbits you like to throw out here? No, I mean, uh. Other than I think uh, Big Thunder holds the dubious record of being the ride that has injured more guests than any other, but I suspect that's mostly just because it's been around for you know forty years. So just by well sheer sheer volume. sheer volume. Well, it does yeah. have the fun uh, aspect where somebody did a medical experiment involving kidney stones, kidney right? Kidney stones, yeah, and uh, not actual people. That's that's what got everybody. Because we all thought you put actual kidney stone people on this ride for this experiment. No, they were using um, I, I don't know the like best surrogates. Way. No, just like I don't want to say prosthetic, but like plastic simulation things like that. Mm. Anyway, they determined Big Thunder Mountain 
it might be the best for aiding and passing <laughs> kidney stones. So, which what a fact! What a what a distinguished thing to have. So you, you heard it here, folks. If uh, if you're in dire need, if you're struggling with a kidney stone, right? Like this if you're might peeing be the blood right for you, um, <laughs> do it do it three or four times. You owe it to yourself, right? Yeah, like if pay anything. pay sixty dollars for your Lightning Lane tickets to ride this thing four rides in a row, mm. so that that way you don't have to spend like four grand at your at your doctor's to get a kidney stone out. Yeesh. And voila, you're good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, So you're welcome. I'm trying to think if I have anything else. Oh, there's also, if you, since you exit through the left or the right, they don't exit out the same tunnel. Yes, and there's also not a gift shop. Right, 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 right. I was just yeah. getting to that. This is a very underutilized, for merch, this this doesn't have much. Like, it has good artwork really in the stores, but it has no merch. And it's kind of shocking. Yeah. Because, like, you're not even going to sell a t-shirt? Just no. sell a t-shirt. But, I mean, you get geysers. The geysers are cool. The geysers are cool, but if you go out, I want to say, shoot, now I forget which side it is. Either the left or the right, there's a hidden Tinkerbell in the rocks. I think it's on the left-hand side right before the path that takes you to the geysers, I wanna, if I remember correctly. See, that's what I wanted to say. Yeah, because the geysers are on the left, so Tinkerbell is on the right. I think mm-hmm. that's the way that goes. But let's, Okay, so let's say you exit on the right. As soon as you get outside, if you look to the left, one of the rocks has a profile of Tinkerbell, and it's one of the only hidden Tinkerbells you're going to find. So well, there that. you go. <laughs> I mean, I think, I think that pretty much else. covers it, yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, I'm sure at some point we'll do, like, a retrospective on Frontierland, probably closer to when Tiana's opens up. Sure, and, I mean, if we make it out to Disneyland, we'll have different things to say. Because I'm sure we will. Yeah. There's, again, identical track, or mirrored tracks, but different set pieces. They have a Coyote Cave. Their their third lift hill is actually really cool with projection mapping. Um, Disneyland gets all the cool stuff. Well, the thing is, Disneyland sucks for a while, and then we get the cool stuff. And yeah. then when they get the cool stuff, they like to say ours is better. And then theirs <laughs> sets itself on fire, and their show is gone. Yeah, I'm looking at you, Fantasmic. Understandable. Yeah, congratulations. I hope you enjoyed that dragon that didn't work a quarter of the time and then set itself on fire. Yeah, thanks a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> ours has seats. <laughs> well guys uh i think that just about covers it for today so um be sure to follow us on our socials i think at this moment it's just, just instagram just the ig um, i think we're working now. on expanding that out a little bit more yeah. uh but yeah once again my name is mike and i be bold uh and, and uh, you t- are daring and together <laughs> We are the (laughs) The E-Ticket Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. See ya.